When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Rev, here. Representing the Buffalo Fanatics Network, and you are now tuned into another edition of Rated Rev, brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. Look, it don't get any better than this, baby. It don't get no better than this. I know we used to do it on Thursday nights. But we are moving it to Wednesday night live in preparation for the regular season. Let's get it popping. I see the chat is already going off. What's good? What's good? What's good? Cool stuff in the room. What's happening? Joshua Castro, what's good? 10K Drippy Z is in the house. Yo, what's going on? What's going on? Cool stuff. Yo, yo, I got a Heather Hathaway popping up from Belton, Texas. What's happening? Yo, everybody in the chat. Let me know where you guys are watching, where you're tuning in from. I am so incredibly excited to be here with you guys again for another edition. It don't get no better than this. I don't, I don't, I don't know what other network that you guys can can tune into. You know what I'm saying? That 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 that's better than the Buffalo Fanatics, man. You see the you see the banner. You see the banner behind me. You see it on the side of the screen. It's the BF Network. And in case you forgot. In case you've forgotten, if you are not tuned in to the Buffalo Fanatics Network, do me this favor. Before we get started with the show, Sacktown, I'll see you, Anthony. Like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. And do me this favor also. Turn on your bell notifications, right? Turn on those bell notifications so that way you can stay up to date with everything Buffalo Bills and all things Buffalo Fanatics Yo, this is how we do it, man. This is how we do it. Yo, I've got my man Jim Grant coming in, Joe, drinking MD 2020, watching Go Bills, Alabama. Yo, look, hey, this is it, man. It's midweek. It's midweek. I don't know what you guys expect. What's up, Ron? Ron in the house. What's good? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see everybody that's tuning in. Everybody that's watching live, yo, we so greatly appreciate you. For those who are watching on YouTube live right now, what's good? For those who are watching live on on, on Facebook, what's good? This is the Buffalo Fanatics. Yo, I've got to play this song one more time because it is, yo, this gets me fired up, man. I I love it. I love it. It gets my juices going. You know what I'm saying? It gets my juice. Who is ready for some NFL action? I hope you guys are ready for some NFL action. I don't know about you, but I am ready for it. We are in the middle of training camp, but guess what pops off tomorrow? Guess what pops off tomorrow? It is the Hall of Fame game. The Hall of Fame game is going on tomorrow, and it's the Raiders and the Jags. I know, I know, I know, I know. I get it, I get it. You're like, yo, Red man, it's just the Raiders and the Jags, man. It's, it, it, I mean, it ain't really nobody special. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's football, though. It's football, and that lets us know that the regular season is right around the corner. Right around the corner. Cast your man. Look, you my dog, man. I appreciate you, man. I, I got to come with the juice. I got to come with the energy because we're talking about the bills, man. How much better can it get? Huh? How much better can it get, man? We get it. We, look, we all just fans. 
We all just fans talking about the team that we love and adore, uh, the team that we've watched our entire lives. Maybe you're a brand new fan. That's all good. Hop on the bandwagon. We, we got plenty of room for bandwagon fans. It's all good. As long as you're riding with the Bills Mafia, baby, that's all that matters to me. Yo, I've got to give a shout out to my man uh, in the background, my man, the show producer, Mr. Evan Harrington himself. Yo, he is in the cut. Yo, I'm going to bring him on. I want him to say what's up. Yo, Ev, Ev, what you doing, man? Come on here. Come on in. Let the people what's know going what's going on. Three straight uh, fanatic shows I've been on in the past week. It's been uh, it's been a busy week for Bills football, obviously, with camp back uh, and everything yeah. going on. You know, we're just producing content, and it's just been uh, it's just been fun, man. Getting back hey, in the swing of things. Back in it, man. Back in it. And and look, when when the regular season starts, it it it's gonna be bananas. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be fire. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. I don't know. Whatever y'all say. Whatever y'all young folks say. I don't care. I still consider myself young. I'm gonna say lit till <laughs> till till to whenever I feel like not saying it anymore. We don't it's say that lit, anymore, Rev. We don't say it no more? Well, I say it. Nah. <laughs> I say it. It's going to be lit. What, what do y'all say, Ev? Come on, man. What, what do you say? I don't know, man. It's kind of whatever comes out the mouth. So, so lit comes yeah. out the mouth for me, man. Yeah. You know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I may be telling my I may be telling my age. I, I don't care. You know, stuff, stuff. you know, trends that they go in and out. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, it's right. whatever. I, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. But, yo, it is it is good to see you, my man, Ev. Good to see you. Hey, you've been putting out some fire content. We're going to talk about that a little bit later because I'm going I'm to bring you on early, uh, a little bit yeah. later to discuss some of the things that you saw because you got to witness training camp. You had eyes, you know, on the prize, yes. so to speak, man. You were right there on the field level. You got to witness everything that was going on with the Buffalo Bills as it relates to training camp. I know you got some stuff. You put out some stuff earlier uh, uh, in the day, and we're going to talk about that, man. So you, you guys, do me this favor. Everybody who's watching in the chat, do me this one favor. Put some clap emojis in here or some mic drops or some fire emojis, whatever. Show my man Evan Harrington some love. Show him some love. This man has been hustling. He's been grinding. Yo, I mean, he, he, he's everything we need, man. He's everything we need, everything we want. Evan is a man. Thank so, you. Evan, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, my man. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back with you here in a, little, in a little bit. All right? All right. It sounds perfect, man. Yo, Buffalo Fanatics, man. What is going on? As you can tell, I'm happy. I am happy. I'm excited. I got this. I got this smile. Y'all see this smile? Y'all see that? Yeah. Y'all see them? Yeah. 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 That's that's the million dollar smile. That's 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 that that Isaiah McKenzie smile. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm happy, man. I'm I'm excited, baby. I am excited. Scott Blakely was good. Was good. Yo, I am so excited because I've got you guys here with me. We get to talk about the Bills, man. Look, I live in a household where my wife of 20 years is a Cowboys fan. Can you believe that mess? She's a Cowboys fan. And I've been trying so hard to convert her to the Bills Mafia. And for whatever reason, she's still holding on to the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? So so I don't really have anybody to chomp it up with. I don't, I've got nobody. And, and, and on top of that, I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas with a bunch of Cowboys fans and all that kind of nonsense. You know what I'm saying? So, so it's always good when I get to meet with you guys because this is my release, man. This is, this is how I get to get things off of my chest. We get to chop it up. We get to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited about that, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We got a whole lot on the schedule tonight, a whole lot on the docket. We got a whole lot we're going to get into. Uh, we've got some news that we're going to get into also. Um, as you know, uh, we've got the Hall of Fame game, right? We got the Hall of Fame game popping off. Um, that is tomorrow, man. Tom who is ready? Who else is ready? I don't care who's playing. Just, just show, just show me some football, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all I want. That's all. Scott Blakely come in and yo, yo, my wife is a Bears fan. Oh, tough to convert. 
but I did her two daughters. They're all in on our Buffalo team. That that's you. Hey, you did a great job, Scott. Great job. I need some. I need some pointers. I, I can I still can't convert my wife. She she's getting closer. She's getting closer. But I I definitely have 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 my son. But he's six. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I don't know if you want to. I count it because he he pops on. He's like, yo, go Buffalo Bills. I'm like, yeah, there you go. There you go. My daughters, they're not, they're not really into, into football. So, um, you know, I can't, I can't really rely on them. So it's just me and my son. And, and, and uh, you know what I'm saying? We're going we're gonna to roll with it. We're going to roll with it. But, yo, so we've got the Hall of Fame coming on, the Hall of Fame game. That's coming on a Thursday night. I can't wait for it. I'm excited about it. Uh, what, you, know what, you know what I'm interested in seeing? Is I am interested in seeing uh, what the Ravens, I mean, not what the Ravens, what the Raiders look like. They got Devontae Adams. I want to know what that, what that, what that, you know, a report is going to look like with they, with uh, with Carr. I want to see that because the AFC West, excuse me, that division is loaded, and it's going to be a dogfight. I don't know how much the starters are going to be playing. I don't, I don't know. It's probably, I, I don't know, but I'm anxious to see that because I, I want to take a sneak peek, you know, into the AFC West. I want to see what's going on in that division. But you know what else we got to talk about before we get into the meat of the show. I want to talk about these Miami Dolphins, man. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I know you guys know about it, right? So, so you know what happened with the Dolphins, right? Uh, and how these dudes lost draft picks. These guys, man, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, like they, they don't even know how to cheat, right? Right? They, they don't, they, they can't even cheat the right way. So, in case you didn't know. Uh, and I want to pull it up so you, for you. So, so the Miami Dolphins, they got banged. They lost uh, next year's first round pick, and I think a twenty-three fourth round pick, right? Uh, basically for tampering, for tampering uh, when 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 uh, uh, when Brady was was with the Bucks. You know what I'm saying? Trying to trying to get him on into the to, to the to the Dolphins, and then even also tampering with Sean Payton. You know what I'm saying? The former uh, head coach of the Saints. And so they got caught. They got caught red-handed. Can't even cheat right. Can't, can't even do that right. Got caught. Lost their 23 first-round draft pick. There, go, there, there goes. There goes your quarterback. There goes, baby. There goes. Now, now y'all got no excuse but to ride, you know, the tour train. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it because I, I know some of y'all was like, yo, I can't wait till, till, till next year, you know what I'm saying, because we got that first-round draft pick, and we're going we're gonna to select our quarterback of the franchise, quarterback of the future. Not this year, baby. Y'all lost that pick. <laughs> so y'all, going, y'all stuck with Tua. Y'all, y'all stuck with Tua. Good luck with all of that. Good luck with all that. And so, uh, yeah, um, I'm, I'm glad about it. Uh, you know, I, I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. I, I'm so pumped up to watch the Dolphins just, just, just poop the bed. That's what I want. That's, that's what I. That's what I want to see. Uh, I can't wait. And you know, also, man, there were some, there were some dudes. There were some dudes, man, clapping. There were some dudes that were clapping. Uh, maybe you guys saw it. Uh, my man, uh, <laughs> my man Pierre, he was he was clipping some stuff, man, and he put it out on, on the fanatics, uh, 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 socials on, on Twitter too, especially of. Uh, there's this, oh man, I don't even want to give these guys any attention, but I'm gonna do it. So, so there's these dudes, man, from I think it's called the the Finns Tailgate or something like that. I don't know if you guys want to want to check them out. Go ahead and check them out. But anyway, but but look at look at the clip that uh that the Buffalo Fanatics put out. These guys were on here 
talking some crazy, crazy nonsense. I'm talking about crazy nonsense, right? Um, about the Bills and about you know uh, the Dolphins winning the East. They're gonna win the division, followed by the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Yours, yours, the Buffalo Bills gonna be third place in in the East. I'm like, what? Are you are you freaking kidding me? Are you kidding me? And so they went on this whole mollywop conversation. You know what I'm saying about the Bills. You know, and then my boys did what they had to do. They clapped back. My boy Z-Bot, my boy Rico clapped back at him, as should. But then these dudes had the nerve, man, to try to to come back with some nonsense. Did you guys see that? They tried to, yeah, okay, okay, Donut Bob. Yo, yo, yeah, you saw it. You said, said, I love that clip. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Look, the only reason... The only reason right now, uh, and you said they were die, yeah, they were diehard about it. they were so serious. My man, one, one of my man, you always sitting here like in the lounge chair, like sitting back, a little all cocky, like you know what I'm saying, all arrogant. Like, like, come on, man. Bro, the only reason right now that, that we are deciding to even give you some inter- some, some 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 attention, okay, is because we know that you need the help. We, we've been on your I've been on your site. I looked at the I know you need the help, okay. Normally, normally, I, normally, I don't give any attention to, to, to no to no clout chasing, you know, dudes. You know what I'm saying? But, but just in good fun, just in good fun, I'm gonna give you some attention. All right, so fanatics, look, look I, want, I want you to guys, I want you guys to see this. Check this out, man. This is this is so freaking hilarious, uh, dude. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what to, like. I, I don't even know if I could get even get mad at this. Let me, let me see what clip I want to play. Check this out real quick. Let's let's see. Buffalo is probably favored or tied for favor to come out for the Super Bowl. And that would be a, that would be a pretty safe bet for them to be in the AFC championship game. But don't act like you already won it, bro. Don't. And this is what happens. They act like they already win it. And this is where they end up. And they're looking through That's the Dolphins. Do. And I'm telling you, this is not the year to make that mistake. It's not. Because come the final quarter of the season, when you're counting wins and losses – Again, you're gonna be you're gonna be looking at you know either we're looking at our rear view at you or yeah that's probably how it's gonna be. So <laughs> oh man, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, but look, look. Okay, Silas, yo, he said, yo, Rev, it's possible the Bills finish third in the division at 40 plus. I I can make an NBA roster. Look, oh man! I look, I get like anything is possible. Okay, <laughs> anything is possible, right? I guess. Okay, but look, let, let, let me let me let me touch on some things real quick. All right, because I don't necessarily disagree with the first part. Okay, and let me let me just show that to you one more time. Let me, let me talk about what I what I, what I don't necessarily disagree with. This is Buffalo right. is probably favored or tied for favor to come out for the Super Bowl. And that would be a, that would be a pretty safe bet for them to be in the AFC Championship game. That's it. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, you could have ended right there. That was that, that was all you had to say. That that was all you had to say. Okay, because that's where the conversation starts and ends right there. Okay, it starts and ends right there. You already know it. You already know the power rankings. You you already see it. But as a as a, as a Bills fan, and I'm a, and right now I'm I'm going to try to be as objective as I possibly can. Because I've talked to you guys about it before. I even mentioned earlier, it probably was like at the beginning of, 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 uh, of, of maybe maybe around the middle parts of the offseason, I said, 
look, you know, are the Bills getting a whole lot of hype? Or maybe, maybe they're getting too much hype. Okay. And I and I and I believe that. I, I believe that the Bills were getting a whole lot of hype. And rightfully so. We saw we saw one of the greatest games, you know, that of a generation. Okay. A, one of the greatest games. The game won by Josh Allen. We all know what happened in the last 13 seconds. I ain't making no excuses for it. It happened. Okay. It happened. That's what happened. But the fact of the matter is this. The Buffalo Bills are and should be the favorites to win the East. We have won the East two years in a row straight. The Dolphins, you guys want to want to run your mouth. You guys want to run your mouth and, and, and talk about, about, about the Bills. You'll act like you've been there before, bro. Act like you've been there before, bro. Where where y'all been? Where y'all been besides besides the bottom of our cleats? Where y'all been? Huh? And then, and then on top of that, on top of that, these guys want to want to flap their gums and talk about some stuff that happened 30 years ago. Like, it's like some old school. Stuff. Like, like, come on, man. Like, this is some grade school, like, like, uh, 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 oh, ooh, you know, uh, uh, my mama jokes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, your mama jokes. Like, like, bro, like, they're going to bring up some old stuff. They had to never try to bring up some, some wide right, some, 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 some four Super Bowl losses and, and all. Look, I'm going to let, man, watch this. Because you guys got to see it. You guys got to see it. These dudes have lost. Their, I don't know what type of drugs they got in Miami. It must be some fire. It must be like the bomb. It must be like the best ever. Because these dudes are all high on whatever it is that they're smoking, uh, drinking, uh, injecting. I don't know what it is. But they so high on it right now. They so high on it. And they, want, they got the nerve to talk about you. Act like you've been there before. Look, you one season. You guys get Tyree Kill, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you guys poke your chest out a little bit, and you think that you're going to beat your big brother. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes, okay? Pump your brakes, because last I checked, your quarterback is still two, okay? And we're going to get into that a little bit more. So check this one out. Again, and I said this earlier, their infamy lies with failure. That's mm-hmm. the infamy. It's it's wide right. It's uh uh you know uh, uh, thirteen seconds. You type thirteen seconds in a chat in any of these places, everyone already knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that it's like something the the idle fan would know, but if you're on these fanatics as everyone is all throughout Twitter and everything, I mean it just strolls in when when a Dolphins fan or if any divisional fan is arguing. When a Jets fan argues with the Bills, they say 13 seconds to your face. And now you can give them all the reasons to put the Jets in the dirt, but they've they've got a weapon that we know hurts you. It bothers you. That's the thing. We know it works. <laughs> Did you see that? Like that little grade school jab? Oh, we've got a weapon that hurts you. We know it, we know it works. Bruh. They're bringing up some old stuff. Old stuff you want to know since, since we're on the conversation you want to bring up some old stuff to have wide right and all that kind of you you want to you want to bring up some old stuff when was the last time the dolphins win the, win the, win the uh, playoffs when was the last time the dolphins were in the playoffs i don't care how close you guys came to going in the division when was the last time you guys were in the playoffs 2016 last time 2016 2016 
You want to you want to go back to to wide right and and, and make fun of the Bills that, that happened over oh, thirty years ago Super Bowl. When was the last time y'all was in the Super Bowl? Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. Your boy was a little young whippersnapper. Okay, that was the last time y'all was in a Super. The last time y'all been relevant. Okay, relevant. Okay, Re- when was the last time? Y'all like forever in forever in forever. And you want to talk about, oh, the Dolphins were close. The Dolphins were close to winning the division last year. Yeah, true. Okay. On the backs of a defense that was led by your, by your head coach, who your dumb head coach, I mean, who your dumb owner decided to fire. You know what I'm saying? Because he, because he popped off and spread some news, you know what I'm saying, that it happened to be true. It happened to be true. You got, you got rid of the head coach that gave y'all a chance to win. And now you got some, some goofy dude right here. Look like he'd be back in the. 60s or something, something. I don't know. That maybe that's why y'all get. Maybe that's where you're getting your dope from. You're getting. You're getting from McDaniel's. He, he's got all y'all doped up. All y'all doped up. Y'all high as I, I don't know what. You're high. But remember the last time we played y'all. Remember, just just remember. I don't care about about uh, how close you were to winning in the division. I don't care about none of that. None of that stuff. Who's your daddy though? When you face the Buffalo Bills, who's been waxing that tail? You see the logo. You already know it's Josh Allen and the Bills. You already know it. You already know it. So miss me with all that other nonsense, man. Miss me with all that other nonsense. And that's all the attention y'all going to get from me, your cloud-chasing brothers over there. Okay? I hope that helps out with your numbers because I know you need the help. But moving on. My man, Scott. Yo, Scott, appreciate you, my man. Appreciate you, man, so much for the, for the super chat. Yo, Scott comes in. He says, yo, Rev, in your opinion, do you think Jordan Poyer with his hyperextended arm, will be ready for the regular season. At least that's what the doctors say. He'll be ready for the season opener. Hopefully your safeties will be healthy. You know, um, I appreciate that question, Scott. Yo, I think all reports are indicating that he should be ready for the regular season. What, what should be happening right now is he, he shouldn't play. I mean, just, just, just let the man get fully healthy, Okay. Just, just let him get fully healthy because that's what's important, right? This 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 preseason, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that, you know, like training camp. Look, look, Jordan Poirier, he's a pro, man. He's an all-pro, um, not just on the field but off the field. He knows what he's doing, okay? He doesn't really need a whole lot of this. He doesn't. He doesn't. And we're going to talk about that too, man, because my man Jordan Poirier, like he didn't even have to show up to camp, but he did it because he's a pro. He did it because he was a pro. He did it because he was a pro. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and unfortunately, he got injured. But I fully expect him to be ready um, at the start of the season. At the start of the season, I think he's going to be ready. Um, my man, uh, uh, Thigh Doctor, he had, he, had, uh, he had talked about it, too. Um, as a matter of fact, the doc needs to get on here, man. He's supposed to come on here. Um, so I, I, want, I want you guys to talk to him, and I'm going to put him on the show um, here shortly as soon as, he, as soon as he pops on because yo, he, he gave some, some very good analysis, and I want to hear – um, his opinion about it, and I want to share his opinion and really just his 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 analysis on what we can expect to happen uh, from Jordan Poyer um, in the in the near future. But one thing I did want to want to want to talk about, and, and Evan, do me this favor, go ahead, go ahead and reach out to to, to my man Thigh Doctor, but get, uh, bring him on, okay? Because he's supposed to be on. Yep. So go ahead and bring him on. Um, but yo, this is what I this is what I wanted to touch on is. The contract situation, though, with Jordan Poyer, because now that he's injured, like 
does the injury complicate things? D- does, does the injury now complicate things as it relates to the contract? Because we know that he was, he was, he was making moves, right, in an attempt to get a new contract. He didn't switch agents for no reason. I, for one, thought that he wasn't going to show up to camp, and I didn't have no problem with it. If he didn't show up to camp because he wanted to get a new contract, I had absolutely no problem with it. The man deserves a new contract. He's outplayed the current one that he's on right now. You know what I'm saying? So, But the fact that he he actually showed up, man, he's a better man than me. He This is a good faith move by Jordan Poyer. He didn't have to show up, but he decided to show up because he's a pro and he wanted to be here for his teammates. And unfortunately, he got injured. So, so, so what I want to know is, is what I'm curious to see is, is if Brandon Bean and the front office are going to do right by Jordan Poyer. They, 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 need, they need to go ahead and do, and do right with him. Do right by it, man. Like, 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 yeah, the man got injured, but he's going to be ready for the season. He's going to be ready. Go ahead and pay the man. You know what I'm saying? Because this is the reason why a whole lot of guys – they they refuse to show up to camp like this, man. When when things happen, it's because of the risk of of getting injured. You know what I'm saying, and I'm with you, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure, starters should play in the preseason. I agree. For what? This is already a long season as it is. 17 games plus playoffs. It's already a long season. So why do you need these guys to even, you know, what I'm saying to 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 to, to run the risk even further? In the preseason, we know training camp, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get nicks and bruises, but man, in preseason, there's really no need for it. You know what I'm saying? Some guys, they say, you know, I just need to kind of knock the rust off. I need to hit somebody else. I get it, but man, yo, I'm, I'm just, I'm a little nervous about all that. And you know, Jeff, my man, Jeff, I appreciate you, brother. Yo, pay the man. That's it. Give him a tasty contract for this year. That's it, man. Pay the man. Pay the brother what he deserves. He, man, we, even, we shouldn't even be, be this shouldn't even be like, like, like an argument, you know what I'm saying? Like we should, Jordan Poyer is the leader for the secondary. And he is one of, if not the top leaders for the entire defense, the emotional leader. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Bean is the fair man. I think he's a fair man also, Jim, but yo, I just hope he's, he's going to be fair with this right here. I hope he decides to do it. I understand the cap situation is not, you know, as advantageous as we would like it to be, but man, there's always there's always room. There's always money in the banana stand, right? Brandon Bean could do whatever. He's a wizard with the cap. So I think he can make some things happen. And I think that that that, that Jordan Poirier and his, represent, his representation with Drew Rules in the house, I think they understand the situation that Brandon Bean is facing right now, right? And so they'd be willing you know what I'm saying? To, 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 to make some, some, some moves, even if, you know, it's not a whole lot of money this year, but we understand like, like we can just add, they can, they can add some stuff to, to future years. They can do it. So I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I think that if Brandon Bean wants to do it, he can make it happen. He can make it happen. Yo, my man, Bobby Glean coming through. What's up, Bobby? With another super chat in the house. I appreciate you, brother. He comes in and says, yo, not at all. Yo, the bills have a number in mind, but will not overpay for a safety. I believe after this year, he might be done. Now to win a Super Bowl, you need great to elite at three at three possessions. I think you mean three positions: one quarterback, two edge rusher, three cornerback. All right, Bobby, you appreciate that, man. Yo, look, yo, I respectfully disagree, man. I, I, I think I think as it relates to leaders, man, you have to you have you have you have to pay these guys. I granted, I understand you can't pay everybody, and that's the nature of the business. You can't pay everybody, but you have to be able to evaluate the dudes, man, on your team who make such an incredible difference in the locker room and on the field. 
And if you're able to do it, I'm not saying overpay him. I'm not saying you pay him the top, you know what I'm saying, top, top safety money in the league. I'm saying pay, pay him fairly. If you if the Bills can afford it, if the Bills can afford it, with the understanding of, of certain dudes who's, who's up, whose contracts are coming up next year, namely uh, uh, my man Edmonds, who Silas appreciates you for the super chat. Silas comes in talking about your paying poor, your Mike Consoles, Edmonds. It might. I don't know. I'm not a GM. I don't know how the cap works. I'm not a capologist. All I know is that it appears to me, okay, from my whatever you want to call it, looks like the cap is 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 just a thing, man. Like like they can make moves, they can do certain things if they want to, right? Do they want to backload a whole lot of these contracts and push stuff? Up? I don't know if, if Bean is, is down for that. But all I'm saying is that from my perspective, if if it can be done, do it. If it can be done. Do it. This guy's a leader. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to pay him for no like 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 long contract, two year deal, two year, three year deal with the with the with the. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the the last year's option. You know you you can get out of it. You know what I'm saying? Make something work. Make something work. And if you just can't do it, then fine, I understand it. But don't but don't just like be like yo, I'm just not gonna do it because you know I, I don't think that he's worth it. No man, you can't. No that's that's where I, that's where I disagree. Now he is worth it. He's worth it. He is worth it. And we're going to find out if, if Brandon Bean and them, you know, don't pay him. Somebody, somebody, mark my words, somebody is going to pay this brother. <laughs> Somebody's going to pay him. Uh, yo, Mark says, you'll need to let Edmonds walk. Man, <laughs> look, I, I don't know, man. It's like, let me ask you guys this question in the chat. Let's, I mean, since we're talking about it, where would you rather invest your money in? In an all-pro safety in Jordan Poirier, and granted, it ain't got to be long-term, two years, three-year max, Orange made Edmonds. Understanding the value as well, okay? Understanding the value. Because Tremaine Edmonds, as a starting middle linebacker in the National Football League, is going to command a whole lot of money. And I'm willing to bet it's a lot more than Jordan Poirier. So what do you guys, what do you guys think? Where, where would you rather? Where would you rather invest your money, huh? Uh, Joshua comes in, yo. He yo. He says, "I give, I give Poe the money. We did, we just got Bernard, man." Um, yeah, and but you know what I'm saying? Like we don't like we don't know where Bernard is gonna be. We, I mean, we don't even know if he can if he can play. You know, the mic. I don't know, but uh, that's something to think about. That is definitely something that we can uh, that we can think about, man. And we could talk about that here a little bit later. But 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 right now, for the time being. We're going to circle back and we're going to talk about Jordan Poirier, specifically his injury. And I've got my man, no stranger to the show, no stranger to the fanatics. You guys know him well. You've seen the thighs. You've seen the thighs. And, you, and, you've, and you've, you've read his articles. You, you, you know the man is intelligent. He's smart. He gives great analysis. He knows what he's talking about. But this is my brother, my other brother from another mother, my man, the one and only. Hi, Doctor. What's going on, man? How you doing? What's up, Rev? Man, I'm I'm good, man. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you joined, man. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm good. You know, just busy day. Just got to work. Did you? Okay, I'm working hard, hard, hardly working. Oh yeah, stretching those hammies out today. Yeah, there you go, man. There you go. I got to see it before you get off here too. You know, you know that's that's the thing. <laughs> so 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 talk to me, man. Talk to me about 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 Jordan Poyer because um, I, I want you to give us um, you know uh, an analysis of what you what you saw first of all. From Poirier and, and what you think is, is is going on with his injury and how long we can expect Jordan Poirier to be out. 
Yeah, so he, he had a hyperextended elbow. It's been reported. Um, kind of when the news came out, like, elbows are a little, a little pretty predictable, all right? Um, people can come back quick. The return to play is pretty quick on them. Right. And it's, and it's just mostly kind of pain tolerance. So, hmm. um, you know, I heard that he was caught up with uh, Cook. Kind of, I figured, if, if I could imagine it, this is what I would see. He got hit by Cook, so he was probably, like, engaged with a blocker, put his arm out, and then got it kind of, you can see my arm, kind of snap yeah. back. Uh -huh. So, you know, you'd worry, like, a subluxation, that means, like, it pops in and out of the joint real quick, or a dislocation. That means it's, like, stays out of the joint and needs to be reduced by the athletic trainer. Right. Um, you know, or just collided with real hard, you know what I mean? Like, your funny bone's there, so imagine taking, like, a helmet to your funny bone yeah, uh, with someone going yeah, real hard. Funny. Yeah, yeah, not funny. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> So I kind of put out the two scenarios, kind of bruise contusion. That would be like getting hit in the funny bone, which, you know, you would scream pretty damn hard. You'd have you some like right. nerve pain for, for quite a bit. Um, or like a subluxation or dislocation, which would, would be like a ligamentous injury. Yeah. Um, outside of that, like there's some crazy stuff that could happen. You know what I mean? Uh, you could have some nerve involvement, stuff like that. But just, just based on the reports coming out quick, it didn't seem like, hey, he's hopping in an ambulance right now, guys, or or they like put him in a cast on the field. So like you kind of yeah. rule out the, the crazy stuff. So, you know, any of those like Karen's kind of hit me up on my post with like some real serious injuries. Uh, those were quickly, quickly ruled yeah. out by, uh, by the lack of like the emergency situation. So, yeah. Um, besides that. So, yeah, so it got hyperextended. So, you know, put your elbow out straight, right? Let me see those. Mm -hmm. Let me see those biceps. I got, I'm on my phone. Yeah. So yeah. just imagine like that elbow kind of getting uh -huh. snapped back even snap further. Back. Yeah, you can you can imagine how it's like it's stuck. You know, you lock yeah. your elbow out and stuck, uh -huh. and then it gets hyperextended, and now it's right. like you're snapping through motion that you don't really own. So when that happens, there's like a huge web of ligaments around the around the elbow, and there's like mm -hmm. three three joints up there. You know, I don't want to give you all the mumbo jumbo. No, you get all, the, all those all those ligaments got stretched out. So, um, it hurts like hell. I mean, I'm sure that's why he looked like he saw a ghost because that is like an extreme amount of pain. You know what I mean? Yeah. To get your elbow smacked, snacked in the wrong direction. I mean, that's like a tap out move that you see in uh, MMA. So, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So think about it. So he's like puffing and puffing in a lot of pain. Uh, and then the only video I really saw of it was just like the trainer kind of holding him, and, and he right. was just deal dealing with some discomfort and then had to sit down. Now you do have some nerves that do run through the elbow. Obviously we talked about the funny bone, but there are mm -hmm. two other big ones like the radial and the medial nerve, uh, median nerve, but that could have got stretched too. So he might've had some like huge stingers kind of shooting to his, to his hand. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but what is, what does this all mean for us guys? Is he going to be ready for week one? He absolutely is going to be ready for week one. There to be know. honest, he could take a shot, put a brace on and play in one week, but he would be fairly limited with that elbow. Mm -hmm. It would affect him on tackling and it would affect him kind of like extending the elbow to, to break up a player. Even, you know, he might be weak too. So we can't like take on a block the right way and like yeah. engage and disengage. So um, now we're looking at what we have like four and a half weeks till kickoff. Yeah, exactly. You're running. Uh -huh. Yeah. He's going to be good. He's going to be really good in three weeks. He's going to, you know, he's kind of going to have to go through the acute phase. He's going to get swollen and stiff. He's going to get kind of worked on and all that. Uh, get the motion back, and then after about two weeks, it'd be kind of start the remodeling phase, start some strengthening, and uh, just put the finishing touches on it. So, like I said, he'll be 95% by three weeks, and now we're talking 100% by kickoff. Now, don't be surprised if you don't see him in practice until game week. I would assume that's what's going to happen. He'll be in the right, training yes, room quite a bit for the next few weeks, um, and then kind of hit the field come uh, 
you know, leading up to the first week of uh, the game. Um, and he also might wear a brace. So, you know, think of the brace you kind of see with, uh, and it might be big and it might be bulky at first. So mm-hmm. think of like JJ Watt or uh, Cody right. Ford's brace, you know what I mean? Yeah. Guys uh-huh. like that. Um, so as like a skill defender, uh, it's going to kind of look weird, but um, I don't know. It's, you know, he's, he's a safety, you know what I mean? So it's more rough and tumble than corner. So yeah. Um, yeah. If there's like a, a crazy play where he's got to like go up with two hands and high point it, uh, that could be effective, but I think it'll be kind of more with like the uh, engaging, disengaging where it could be more uh, noticeable. Okay. Yeah. Um, see, so, so my, my, my next question was going to be like, what do you think, could happen if he say i mean he comes back say he comes back week one um is is it a possibility that he could make he could, he could you know further damage it uh no i wouldn't say further damage it because uh-huh. i'm assuming he's going to wear a brace until it's like really good like yeah. think about it. you stretch those ligaments those are like real fibrotic ligaments mm-hmm. you see how your elbow like goes to a locked position so you yeah. could imagine how taut they are so to blow through that these are like big boys that are going to probably take quite a bit to heal um mm-hmm. On, on one end, but at the other end, it's, it, you know, unless he's getting his arms snapped back, like, nonstop, like, they're, yeah. they're going to heal up, and it's going to be fine. So, um, just like I said, once the pain's down, and he's got good motion and, and can tolerate it, he would have been able to play with a brace on no matter what. So, we got, so that's good news. That's, yeah. that's, that's uh, good news for us. Oh, this is real good news. Yeah, yeah. and there's, you know, another thing that could happen, like, another common thing that could happen with that is, like, Obviously, it could have got dislocated, which would make it a little harder to uh, to feel pain-free quicker, obviously. Yeah. But, um, you know, he could have cracked a bone when it got pulled back, too, yeah. and he didn't. So, um, moral of the story is give the man four weeks, and uh, he'll be ready for kickoff. So, 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 you're, so you're saying this should have absolutely no barring on his contract talks? Uh, no, but if I was him, <laughs> yeah. I would be, I'd be pissed off, and I would dangle yeah. it. And now if he was if he was going to be real sour, he can be like, hey, it still hurts. Like, I'm not ready to go back. And he could he could uh, play it out. I don't see that happening. This right. guy's going to want to be there week one, especially when his boys are going to know that he could. So, uh, no, I don't think this is going to turn into like uh, causing him to hold out. But uh, it might think make things a little sour. Like he's like, hey, I showed up for camp. I took a bad hit. And are you guys going to pay me or what? If not. He could be real pissy about it. Could turn into a distraction. Um, all those types of things, you know that. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but he was—he's been a pro about it, and so that's why—that's what I like. I appreciate about him because if it were—if it were me, Doc, like I wouldn't have even shown up to camp. You know, that—that's that, just me. I wouldn't have shown up at all, um, just because of, of of you know running the risk of getting injured. You know what I'm saying? And you don't know. I mean, I don't know if, if being if I'm poor, I'm like I don't know if they're gonna sign me. You know what I'm saying? So why run the risk of 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 getting injured? But he, but he was a pro, man. He's all pro on the field and off the field, and he decided to yeah. come. And then this unfortunate thing happened. And so I just hope that Brandon Bean, if he was already considering, I hope he does. I hope he doesn't let this, like, 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 shy him away or push him away from from any contract talks. You know what I'm saying? I think the I think the man deserves it. He needs to get paid. This yeah. is just. I mean, we're, we're fortunate, right? I mean, we're fortunate that, like you said, had mentioned, it could have. He could he could have dislocated dislocated it. He could he could have broken a bone. But the fact that it was just. Dis, I mean, it, it was just uh, hyperextended. That's that's a very unfortunate. Uh, it's very, I mean, very fortunate for us, I should say. Yeah. Now, listen, like he does. Rachel is pretty uh, active on um, social media with about his contract. That's a little annoying. That's a little distraction. But again, it is what it is. Um, but I think like the the nut. I'm guessing 
what's mm-hmm. going on is he really wants to cash in, cash in. And the team would probably love to kind of bump him up, give him like that one, two-year extension, right? you know, 13, 14 million. But if he's like asking for like that, Heavy guarantees, four years, 16, 17 million, top of the market deal. What is he? Yeah. Is he he's 31. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. We, everything. We can't, we can't that, go that far. Yeah. Everything that comes out, the more I hear it, it's just like, uh, they really, they're going to extend Tremaine. I just feel like that's what this is like kind of hovering around. So, and then you got Dawson Knox. So, too. Tremaine, so Tremaine over or Poirier. You think they're going to let Poirier just play out yeah. this year and let him go? Yeah, for, you know, oh, it's man. fortunate, but it's not. Like, think about what you got to think long term. I know we're, we feel like we're in the window, but if you got to take yeah. one or the other, you probably want to take the 24 year old. Right. Well, it's yeah, just, I get it, it is what it is. Yeah. Because, listen, I mean, you give him that contract, you tie him up, he gets one injury at that age. I mean, it's, it's like a ticking time bomb. It, there's going to be a huge drop off. So, can he play at a high level till he's 33? Absolutely. After that, like, you're going to run into the same issue that Minnesota has with uh, that Harrison guy. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? They gave him huge yeah. money when he was old. It was great for two years. And then the back half of the contract is, is handcuffing their team. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't assign him to, to any type of long-term deal. Like you had mentioned, maybe, you know, a two-year deal, three max, but you got to be able to get out of it that last year. And I um, think, but that's probably what's going on. He's probably yeah. like, no, I'm not taking that little, uh, that, you know, that little that discount little and, yeah, I want the big one now. This is my last chance. I, that's all, that's the smoke you're seeing. That's probably what it is. Yeah, dang, that's 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 tough, man. Because I mean, right now I'm looking at at Spot Track, and I see you, Silas. Let me get to you here in just a second. You know, uh, Spot Track has got him market value for you know 10.7 mil average annual yeah. salary. I I would sign up for that all day, but I don't think that's what's. Yeah, going I don't think there. he's gonna take it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't uh, think he it, switches to Drew Rosenhouse and and what's gonna take like a half a million dollar increase. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think he's trying to cash in too, man. But I just, I just hope that he understands his market, like where, like where he's at. But my thing is, is do you think that if if the bills don't pay him over market value right now, which is you know ten point seven average, do you think do you see anybody else paying him that type of money? Yeah, Would- um, yeah. There's always desperate teams. I mean, the Jaguars can do that, but I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think a contender, if they're smart with seller crap, are going to bend over and pay this dude buttloads right now for yeah. four or five years. You know what I mean? You're right. I, I don't know. It's the, it, This is the problem. What is he, 31? Yeah, he's 31. So he wants to do it now because he knows he's going to be 32 next year, mm-hmm. and that's going to – no one's – you know, yeah. every every moment after this, that long-term deal is just dwindling. Yeah. That's how I, that's how I read it. Yeah, and maybe, maybe the Bills, is, they just continue to play hardball, understanding that they, that they basically, you know, have the leverage um, with age, you know, and hopefully, you know, he can – you know, he can understand that, but you know, I don't know, man. It, I wish he would take, t- take a t- two year deal. It could be yeah. three on paper, two year deal, 13 and a half a year. Cash out, man. Take it, take it. And it all, it's all guaranteed till he's 33 yeah. and right. then, and then put bullshit on the back end. There you go. Exactly, man. And then he's Why still not? with the contender and he's still with yeah. a contender. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, you know, you're going to pay for some boo-boo team, you know what I'm saying? But, but I mean, you're getting paid. So I, I don't know what, what his motivations are right now. I mean, like, what is he going to go to Miami? I don't know. Yeah. That's a that's a possibility. That's a possibility. I, yeah. I always thought that if he ever left Buffalo, he would he would he would he would jet all the way down to Florida, man. So of course, that's yeah, yeah. Station. We'll see. So, hey, Silas has a question for you, Doc. Man, he says, "Is yo are we gonna beat LA Week One?" Yeah, we're going seventeen and zero. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Why not? Come on, man. All the way. I don't know. I, I couldn't honestly. I couldn't take that pressure. 
Man, I couldn't do it either, brother. No, not I, especially man. when the playoffs hit. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the Bills have so much pressure on them right now. It's okay. So, so much pressure. That's why they bring a guy like – yeah, that's why they bring Vaughn in, someone who's yeah. like kind of battle-tested with that. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. I think this is, this is a great – what a great time to be a Bills fan. Absolutely, so, man. So, as long as we don't lose on wide left to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. That's not happening. Oh, God. We can't, we can't do that, dude. We I can't. couldn't take Brady. You know, I'd be worried about the refs kind of – Pulling, yeah, pulling me too. Cords for him. Me, me too. Me too. Be such bullshit everywhere. Pulling, pulling like like they did with, with Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? When they, when they played each other. Like I, I, yeah. I can't. I, I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to see Brady in, in the Super Bowl. I, I get it. People want to say like, yeah, we can finally beat him. I don't. I don't. I don't doubt the fact that we can beat him. I just don't want to have to be thinking about who else we're playing. Also, you know what I'm saying? Like I just can't yeah. see it. It seems like something that the National Football League would love to see the goat going out. You know, one last hurrah. You know, yeah. winning. You know, on, on top. You know, I, no, I don't want to see it. You know, did, did you see that? I saw something on, on, I think it was on Instagram. Some guy posted it. I think it was like a, like a, from TikTok or something like that. I can't remember. But anyway, it was like this Corgi. This Corgi was like, like, was like doing predictions, like, like uh, Super Bowl predictions. And oh, yeah. So and it he, went in the Bills Cup. It went in the Bills Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the Corgi predicted uh, Super Bowl was going to be the Bills and Cowboys and Buffalo. Yeah. And then, and then, and so he was bouncing the ball right into, into these like little baskets. Yeah. And uh, when it got to the Super Bowl against the against the Cowboys, it was swish, nothing but net, baby, for the Bills against the Cowboys. And I would be all for it. Yeah. Hey man, with the world with the world about to erupt, no better time for an underdog like the Buffalo Bills to win a Super Bowl. No, oh, man, you are you ain't. I'm gonna be so insufferable. I'm gonna I'm gonna be <laughs> ins- I'm gonna be petty as all get out. You're gonna you're gonna hear me just just running my mouth. You know, it's it's gonna be ridiculous. So um all the all all the uh all the pundits, everybody who 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 laughs at the bills and look, you better you better hope we don't win nothing because pettiness is coming out. It is coming out, man. Thought Doc, I appreciate you, bro. No I problem. appreciate you so much, man. Look, you guys do me this favor. Throw some thigh emojis, some leg emojis with that dance emoji in the chat for my man. Yo, my man Thigh Doc, and do me this a favor also. Go ahead and follow him on Twitter at Thigh Doctor for all your 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 Bills content, all of your 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 crazy content, man, because he gives some crazy content too. And and if you like some dancing, I first of all, I ain't never seen nobody with with, with thighs like this, brother. He's got some thighs for you, man. And and I love yeah. the dancing. Hey, we're gonna make this go viral, brother. Yeah, I see. I was breastfed till I was five, so I always kind of banked on that's what it was from. <laughs> <laughs> well it is it is i believe it too i believe it too tell you what man i'm uh do, do you have anything that's that's coming out here this week any, any articles you putting out no nah, you know i'll probably do um i'll sit down friday night because i gotta chill and uh, i'll probably just kind of describe the poyer injury kind of what to expect and why it's not a big deal okay i got you but, man but besides that if there's one thing that would make me happy it's you know everyone in this chat you know go do your research you know google josh allen thigh dance uh learn mm. the move go out uh-huh. to your local local weddings local bars in town and start shaking the thigh there make you the go. movement happen and speaking of movement check this movement out right here they're already doing it baby they're already doing it evan put them up i see them all there you go there you go show them some love show them the love show them the oh, love yeah. There you go, Bobby. There we go. We got him. And then, yo, here, here, here's, here's the, here's the move that captivated my heart. Here, here it is, baby. Watch, watch this. This is for you, bud.
Yes, yes, yes. You, you, you guys want a funny story? Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, funny yeah story before I head up. Go for it. So I'm at, that was this year. That's at the Jets. That's at the Jets Bills game in New York because that's I'm in the area over here. Mm-hmm. So I'm I posted up at a car. You know, we're doing a little tailgate. You know, it's pretty early, so people are pretty separated. Like they haven't really, uh, you know, like congregated yet. You know, some music's going on in the background. I'm busting a little thigh here and there. You know, having some uh, some food and drinks. And then these two girls walk over from like kind of across the parking lot. And they're like, oh, hey, snap. Okay. hey, are you the uh, are you the guy who does that dance? And I'm like, what are you talking about? How do you know that? And they whip out their phone and it's like uh, it's like that time hop thing. Where yeah. Like, oh, like memories from two years ago. Yeah. And they were. <laughs> and I remember that day because I was like, you know, I had a, quite a good time. And then I, I was living in the city at the time. So I would take the train back into the city and I was mm-hmm. just like ripping up the thighs on the on the train in my oh, Zuba man. spandex. And Were you like, really? Oh my, oh my God! Like, like well, we we loved it that day. This is really you. I'm like, oh yeah. So then, so then all their friends wanted to try the move in the parking lot. I don't know if you if you remember the beginning of that video. Like everyone's doing it at first before it zooms in. But uh, yeah, guys, it feels good. It's even better in person. Trust me. I'm on mute. We're all we're all um, having our technical difficulties here. Well, we're just figuring out something. I'll tell you a quick little uh, thigh story I have with Alex, uh, who was just on just a moment ago. I remember the first time I met him. It was at the uh, Bills versus Colts game, and and man, um, Alex can just uh, really get you to do that thigh dance. He he had me doing that the first time in person, and man, it was um, it, it was you know it was interesting for sure. Uh, but he's an awesome guy, though. Uh, Alex, we appreciate all the work you do here for Buffalo Fanatics. And everyone go follow him on Twitter, at the Thigh Doctor. Uh, he, you know, posts about an article once a week just describing injuries and stuff. Uh, but, you know, he does some great work. Uh, I guess since, you know, Rev is out for a little bit, I was supposed to come on the show anyways. Uh, I'll just kind of just describe, you know, my takeaways from from camp, uh, you know, yesterday, yesterday uh, morning. So I had the I had the fortunate uh, chance to you know go out to St. John Fisher and uh, you know witness camp for the first time in about three years uh, since you know the beginning of COVID, and I was looking for you know certain things. I've been hearing a lot of news and buzz about Isaiah McKenzie and stuff. I just wanted to see that in person, and you know one of the takeaways I saw uh, from camp was just how like much better Isaiah McKenzie's route running became. Um, you know, I, I, obviously. Isaiah McKenzie has always been known to be that gadget guy slash returner, but this was the first time in a long time that I've seen Isaiah McKenzie have consistently good technical route running just on every rep. You saw it. Uh, It just wasn't like he was just trying to burn you with speed or anything. He was really deceptive in his routes, you know, just hitting the turf hard, making his guys miss. Uh, And he was just dominating one-on-one reps. Uh, No defensive back in the Buffalo bills, uh, defensive back room could guard him. Uh, but that, yeah, that's the thing. Isaiah McKenzie has just been so good. And, you know, I know one of the topics uh, Rev wanted to talk about today was the offensive line. Uh, you know, we've been banged up on the offensive line all throughout training camp. That has been an obvious, obvious um, storyline going throughout camp thus far. Uh, at points in times, we've had four of our five potential starting linemen out due to injury. It just hasn't been something that, you know, Aaron, new offensive line coach Aaron Cromer has wanted to deal with. But at the same time, you know, that's the type of adversity that the Bills are going to have to deal with. You know, this is really the first time in, you know, Sean McDermott's five-year stint here as the Buffalo Bills head coach, he's had to deal, uh, you know, with guys getting injured. When we look at, you know, uh, Poyer and High getting injured and, uh, you know, a lot of the offensive line getting injured, this is the first time, you know, he's dealt with something like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how Aaron Cromer, uh, Sean McDermott, 
and Ken Dorsey and, and company really deal with the offensive line injury. But, you know, as of right now, this, the starting offensive line that I saw in person uh, yesterday morning, you know. Oh, welcome back, Ref. Yo, man, look, I can't look. It was bound to happen. My apologies. Yeah. My, my, my Wi-Fi just decided to go kaput right in the middle of fine talk talking, man. Yo, I can't believe that mess happened. It finally popped back on. But, yo, I appreciate you, you guys' patience, man. Evan, I appreciate you, man, for stepping in, man, and holding it down. Uh, yo, things happen. Things happen. And, I, Ev, I heard you, you, you were mentioning, you were talking about the O-line. Yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted to get on to. So I, I don't want to interrupt you, man. So go ahead and go ahead and finish your point, man. But we're going yeah, we're gonna, to we're gonna jump in here on the rest of this O-line talk, too. Yeah, no, we can. The only thing I was mentioning about the O-line was just the starting O-line that was on the field yesterday in camp. Um, it was uh, Deion Dawkins at left tackle, uh, Cody Ford at left guard, Morissette center, obviously, uh, Bobby Hart, surprisingly at right guard, who obviously, who had a really solid day. Um, he had a really good rock against Daquan Jones. Yeah. And then, um, David Questenberry at right tackle who, uh, did get, uh, beat on a strong rep, uh, by Greg Rousseau. Mm. Okay. See, see, I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you were down there, man. And, and witnessing it because this is for me, this is, this is what I, this is. This was a concern to me. This was like out of, out of, you know, when we look at training camp, right? And we look at what's going on, you know, I know you guys may have some questions. I've got some questions and concerns. And, and, and a question and concern for me, man, is, is the O-line. Like I, I've, I've seen, you know, everything that's going on with the defense and everything like that, man. But, yo, when I look at the offensive line and Evan, you, you are you were right there. You've been, you've been witnessing it. You've been uh, reporting on it. Man, I can't help but be concerned about the offensive line right now. I mean – I just it just reminds me of last year, right? It's so reminiscent of, of just guys getting banged up early in the season. And I'm just like, yo, man, here we go again. Like, can we please, for the love of God, man, can we please get the O-line healthy early in the in the season so that way they can gel, man? It takes time for these guys to build continuity. Like, we already know that 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 Aaron Cromer, Aaron Cromer's plate is full. It's, it's full right now. I mean, he, he comes in with the bringing in a whole new system, right? The old things are gone, right, with, with, with Bobby Johnson. And so now you've got Aaron Cromer, and he's trying to install new 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 technique, new blocking technique, and he's working with the offense, working with Ken Dorsey, and all of a sudden he, he can't even get a starting five, you know, um, together on the field at, at, you know, at the same time. Is that a concern for you, Evan? It's a concern for me, but is it, is it a concern for you right now? Um. Yeah, when you bring it up like that, it's obviously – concern of a first-year offensive line coach and Aaron Cromer is going to have a lot on his plate like you mentioned there uh you know just dealing with a lot of you know banged banged up players on the offensive line like I mentioned earlier I mentioned that four of our five starters were out at a point in time that is that is not good uh, right. and you know some some reasons are from from smaller injuries some are for personal reasons as Dion took a couple days off at one point in time uh Spencer Brown's out with uh, you know, he's not out, but he's like just kind of getting into the swing of things uh, right. from the procedure he had done on his back earlier in the offseason. Then you guys got like Roger Saffold and Ryan Bates who are still out and just kind of easing their way back into things individually as they are recovering from injuries as well. Uh, Tommy Doyle did come back uh, okay. uh, from an injury that he had on Monday. Uh, but still, uh, it's just too many players are, are injured for the Buffalo Bills and even Greg Mance has been banged up too. He just got banged up the other day and was thrown on the injury report. And the thing is that it's not even fully that our starters are hurt. Mm -hmm. It's our backups are hurt too. Uh, when you look at guys like Ike Bucker, 
he he's a strong backup, a guy who can play in the starting lineup. Right. Uh, and he, he has done it, and he's done it pretty solidly. He's out still. Uh, again, like I mentioned, Greg Mance, who's potentially the backup center. There's just too many players that have been banged up on the Buffalo Bills offensive line starting and depth-wise that have just been hurt. So it's hard to build continuity uh, on the depth, and it's hard to build continuity and chemistry uh, for the starting offensive line. And, and it's scary because you're going up yeah. against a guy like Aaron Donald in week one. Yes. Like, yeah. How do you defend that? And, and a lot of the injuries are on the interior. Where does Aaron Donald play? In the interior line, exactly, and and dude, so my 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 thing is this: like, I'm glad you brought that point up because I was I was gonna get into it and and just and just really just pop up like like the schedule, like like we look at the schedule, like come on, I mean, we know who we're facing, right? We know we know who we're facing off the top. So I mean, we we got we got Aaron Donald, man, Aaron Donald and the Rams, okay, and then we got Tennessee. Don't forget Jeffrey Simmons, Harold Landry too. He had ten plus sacks. Who blew up? You, do y'all remember that? Right? You remember? I mean, people say, oh, well, Josh slipped. Yeah, he did slip, but don't forget. Who was uh, right there? Uh, Jeffrey Simmons blew that play up. He 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 shifted inside, and my man Deion Dawkins couldn't get over there quick enough for the block. He blew it up, which caused Josh to slip in the first place. He is an underrated defensive tackle. He's a menace. Okay. And then we can't we can't even forget that like the Dolphins got some good defensive tackles too. So yeah, so no, like, they, like and Emmanuel Ogba, they got players. Ogba. Yeah, Ogba and uh, and uh, what's what's his name, man? I'm I'm, I'm Wilkins. I'm, Wilkins, there you go, there you go, Christian, Christian Wilkins. Wilkins, and they got some he's, they got some younger guys too. He's nice, man. He's nice. So so off the rip, the Buffalo Bills offensive line is going to get tested early and often, right up the gut, which is where the weakness is as it pertains to these injuries. I think it's incredibly important that we get the offensive line healthy as soon as possible to build that continuity. It's, it's, it's one thing, you know, like, like when they, well, like when this happened like last year and, and years previous, we, but we had Bobby Johnson in there, right. For a couple of years, but we got a brand new O-line O-line coach and Aaron Cromer, who's trying to install his techniques into the offense and into the O-line. And it's one thing for the, for you to, 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 to get it right, right, right through, through, uh, uh, through coaching and in the classroom, but it's another thing for you to get it on the field. That is where it's at, and, and and you can't help but think about how difficult it's going to be for the O-line to gel and how long it could take. Because, look, last year we got off to a slow start, and we knew that the O-line was, was a weakness for us at the beginning of the year, and we lost some games that we shouldn't have lost. Right? But the fact of the matter is we lost them. Okay, But we know that the O-line was, was shaky. So now you've get now you get you come into this year and you, you make some additions and on paper the O line looks fantastic but the guys are freaking injured, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're injured again, and so now we don't we when you look at the schedule, it doesn't afford us the opportunity to 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 have some some games where we can kind of you know oh well you know we can we'll be alright with that one no man it, it's 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 early and often man and we're gonna get hit quick quick and so man look. I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe maybe that that's, that's that's just me overreacting. But but I I know how long it takes for these for these offensive linemen to gel, especially when you have a new offensive coordinator. We've got to get these guys healthy as soon as possible. But my but, but probably like when I when I thought about this, like my main question is, you know, how is this going to affect Josh in the offense? Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I can I because I was going to actually touch on this point. I mean, and you yeah. kind of just summed up perfectly. You gave me a nice little layup here. Um, how does it affect Josh in the offense? I can just say it from Josh, you know, taking some red zone drills uh, yesterday in camp. At least I saw him 
six or seven times having to roll out right or left or running up the middle and trying to make a pass that way. And I know he likes to do that once in a while, you know, he'll bounce outside to create something, but it's more of the pocket collapsing and Josh having to do that himself to an invaded yeah. defender. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not yeah. that Josh did that on his own. It's that Josh had to do that to create uh, the play and extend it. And he did it. And he, you know, scored a few touchdowns to Diggs, Davis, Zach Moss, et cetera. But at the same time, you don't want your quarterback consistently doing that. You would like Josh just to sit in the pocket and uh, dice up a defense that way. It's nice once in a while when Josh can extend plays and evade a couple defenders, make a couple highlight right. real plays. But you don't want him doing that, uh, you know, over excessively. Like you rather have Heck him no. Heck no. be comfortable and get into the game and get into his element and just be that player that he is, that you know, top three quarterback in the NFL. But at the same time, it's it's just not not a good look for the Buffalo Bills and. Again, like we mentioned, Aaron Cromer is going to, he's going to have a, a full plate, man. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. It's not like you have a nice, a nice game week one where you can ease, ease your offensive lineman into things from preseason. preseason. You're going up against uh, Aaron Donald and Future they got some other playmakers. Hall of Famer, man. Like that, like that easily. line is no joke. Probably the second or third greatest defensive lineman of all time. I mean, yes, definitely the best interior defensive lineman of all time. I mean, Aaron Donald is just a monster. And, and you saw Aaron Donald manhandled Josh Allen two years yeah, ago when we, we played the Rams. Yeah. He, yeah. he grabbed him and threw him to the ground. How many, how many players like in this doll. league do you see? Yeah. Like a rag doll. How many players in this league do you see grabbing Josh Allen and tossing him like a rag doll? I mm -hmm. mean, he, Aaron Donald's just that guy. The Bills are going to have a full plate and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with their own line. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. It, it was tough enough as it as it as it was with a fully healthy offensive line, and 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 you know, but Aaron Donald against, you know, against our depth or the depth of our depth. Like, come on, man! Like, he's he's it's, it's gonna be, you know, what I'm saying like, Josh is gonna be running for his life. Let's just let's just be honest. Like, it's 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 not gonna be easy. It isn't. And so so like I, I'm I'm wondering, like, what is Ken Dorsey gonna be able to do? Like, I hope that we have enough time. I hope we have enough time. For the O line to get back healthy, you know, I saw I saw some clips that that, that Saffold was kind of doing some light work on the sidelines, or whatever. Yes, he was, he was. Yeah. So so hopefully, you know, I mean, is there anything else that you saw out of Saffold? Um. So realistically, a lot what I saw out of Saffold was just a little glimpses over on the sideline, just because you know he didn't have any like practice jersey on, so it was kind of hard to like signify that like who that was. Um, I kind of yeah. figured it out like probably a quarter of the way through practice, but you know, it's easier for those like credentialed media guys down there. Cause they, they literally could see the eyeballs and the faces of the players. So they got some nice video. And then I saw that. And then I later figured out that was Roger Saffold, but yeah. you know, things, things from what I saw with Roger Saffold was, uh, you know, he just, he just looked like he was, uh, getting into the swing of things on individual drills, just really getting into his own, trying to get comfortable comfortable because it's not like he's been here for two or three years right and he kind of knows the system he, i mean he does know the system he played under aaron cromer but right. i'm saying like like the whole buffalo bills atmosphere he doesn't have that under his belt yet so it's definitely still going to take a little bit of time for him to get comfortable here and doing things individually just is not helping and then when i'm gonna look at another player ryan bates uh did mm -hmm. walk out doing individual work kind of similar did. to saffold yes but he is still not participating in team drills. I don't know the exact timeline and when Ryan Bates is going to return, but I would, you know, presume that is going to be probably around the midpoint of the preseason, if not a little sooner. Uh, Tommy Doyle, from what it looks like, was back. Spencer Brown was back as well. I thought at one point in time he was with the second team, but it looked like that he was still 
uh, practicing individually, uh, just kind of like the last few practice camps. Yeah. So, you know, that's that. And I mean, those are three of our, three of our projected starters on the old line. Right. So at least they're not out for the foreseeable future. It's only going to be a few weeks at max and we will have them for the, for, you know, hopefully the week one, uh, opening night kickoff against the Rams, but still it's, you want to build that continuity. You want to build that Absolutely. chemistry. And I, and I know that Aaron Cromer is a great offensive line coach and he can get these guys into the swing of things in, you know, the boardroom and the meeting rooms and, and, and you know, watching film and he can get the chemistry there off the field, but how can you get it on the field when you're not physically uh, lined up next to one another and, you know, really getting into the face of the other D line. So that's, that's the one thing that scares me. But at the end of the day, I feel like we'll be fine. I'm still very concerned just because I want Josh to be able to trust all five guys in front of him. I know he trusts at least two of them in front of him, and that's Deion Dawkins and Mitch Morris. And I know he probably trusts Ryan Bates and Spencer Brown, but he's never played with Roger Saffold. So that's still another player that he has to get used to. And yeah. I think that he'll that he'll trust him indefinitely. Right. Uh, but at the same time, he needs to build that trust. Because um, a lot of people go, oh, you know, the offensive line needs to build trust with one another, uh, but the quarterback needs to build trust with the offensive line just as much as the line needs to build trust with uh, themselves. Uh, just because, you know, Josh Allen needs to be able to sit back there and, uh, you know, pick apart defense and still trust that all five of the guys in front of him are blocking those four or five guys rushing him. Yeah, but, well, it's going to be interesting man. to see what goes on. It, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting because, like, look, like, preseason, guys, ladies and gentlemen, for the Bills, pops off next weekend. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we don't really have a whole lot of time for these guys to get back in and, and get in the groove of things. We got three games, three preseason games. I mean, do we do we foresee that if, if these guys start getting healthy? And I don't even think they're going to be healthy all at the same time. It may, it may be staggered. You know what I'm saying? So, like, which games are they going to play? Are they going to play any games if they get back healthy before the season starts and kicks off? Are they going to miss the entire preseason and then be expected to pop in week one against the freaking defending Super Bowl champions and Aaron Donald and lock it up? Like, like, so, so what I'm saying is, is, is it's, <laughs> we're running out of, we're running out of time, man. We're, we're running out of time, running out of time. Uh, yeah. Bobby Commons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The whole line, uh, starting old line was hurt periodically all season. We only had about four or five weeks in the regular season, which we had all of the starters. That's why our run game was suspect until the end. Exactly. And so, and, and that's kind of why, why I asked the question, uh, 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 Ev about like, 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 how is this going to affect Josh in the offense? You know, and or do we, or, or you know, and do we trust Ken Dorsey? Like, in Dorsey, do we trust? Like, 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 what is that going to look like now? That is it going to be a shift? And, and I wouldn't necessarily say philosophy, but maybe just because of the fact that these guys aren't healthy, I don't know if it's going to be advantageous for the Bills to 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 uh, to put that offensive line together, patchwork it together, week one, and have Josh sit back in the pocket and throw it forty times a game. Like, I don't know if that's in their best interest right now. Um, because we already seen we we've seen our defensive line, like you had mentioned, Ev, our defensive line getting after Josh. I mean, just getting after, and, and they're just this ain't even real. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not even really trying hard. Like they get they're getting through and getting after him. And he's he's having to invade the pocket and all that kind of we don't want yeah. that to happen. We can't have him doing that. He does that week one against the Rams. They're gonna be waiting for him. They're gonna be waiting. That's exactly what they want to happen. And so, man, this offensive line, it 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 really concerns me, man. It 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 really concerns me. Yeah, and you bring up the point that if there's any changes to the offense, what type of changes potentially could be made? Yes. Uh, the only thing that I can realistically kind of say is just some quick hitters, just getting the ball in the space of your playmakers, whether that's Stefan Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, right. Gabe Davis, 
uh, Khalil Shakir, just those types of players uh, getting the ball in their hands and letting them do some work at the end of the day. You know, you're going to have to, you know, build your offense on the fly almost, you know, mm -hmm. obviously you're going to have your, your full base structured offense around, but you know, there should be a few plays that you might have to implement that you didn't probably want to implement just due to the game plan, due to the way yeah. the game's going to be played, you know, and that's, that's the thing that Ken Dorsey's going to have to adjust to. But at the same time, you know, Sean McDermott brought a lot of coaches onto this coaching staff who have previous OC um work in them you know just mm -hmm. joe brady's one of them who's our new quarterback coach so that's that's one and the, there's a few others as well but uh you know there's going to be a lot of you know different touches to this offense than we're probably used to especially with ken dorsey as a new oc this is a ken mm -hmm. dorsey led offense uh maybe you know you run a little more 12 personnel you throw Knox out there more you throw maybe yeah. sweeney and yeah. howard out there more maybe you get into some 13 and 22 personnel looks get the get the backs out there um have them chip some of the defenders like if if your offensive line is you know really struggling maybe you put seven guys on the line man you put yeah you know Knox and Howard and then you have you know a, like a back like Cook or maybe you even throw Zach Moss in there who's the best pass blocking back on the Bills like you, you just have to do extra things you know, that's why they might yeah. keep around that. That's another reason why Zach Moss might stay on the roster is oh, know, yeah. because of his pass blocking ability. So no that's doubt. just everything going into one, you know, he's got to really take everything into note. He's got to look at every little detail. So, yeah, I mean, he's got to get very creative, like very creative. Yeah. Um, like, first of all, I, I don't, I don't know why you, I mean, with a healthy old line, I don't know why you would sit there and, 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 against against Aaron Donald and, and just drop back 40 times a game you know what I'm saying no I mean you have to you you gotta you gotta run against them you know what I'm saying you gotta quick hitters like you mentioned that's that's a good thing that we've got um uh, a little dirty you know what I'm saying uh why we've got these guys who can get the ball in their hands quickly and, and make some moves happen uh while we've got guy like James Cook who, can, who we can take advantage of like we have to be very creative yeah. and, I, and I hope and I hope that I hope that Ken Dorsey is you know I, I believe I believe he will right I mean I, I like to believe that right He's a smart dude. He knows what he's doing. He knows way more than I do. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully, yeah. uh, we will see some. We're gonna see some new wrinkles. I think with a healthy O line, this is this is what I would think. I think I think that we we would have the ability to be as multiple as we wanted to, right? All things being equal, if everybody was healthy, O line was healthy, and jailing and all that kind of stuff, we have the ability to be absolutely multiple. We can run out like you said, 12 personnel, 13 personnel. We can run 21. We can, we can do all that kind of stuff that we wanted to because we have the personnel to do it. But with a banged-up O-line, right, who hasn't had the chance to gel together, and we don't even know what that's going to look like come week one, I think a lot of that is going to change. And we may have to lean on the running backs a little bit more. We may have to lean on the quick screen game. I, I don't know. Um, we may have to temper our expectations for a high-scoring game week one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't know. But I, I just think that, that, that right now, man, this is a huge concern for me going forward. Um, do I trust Ken Dorsey to get it right? I, yeah, I mean, you've got to. Right. I mean, it's, it's what, what is that mentality? Next man up. Right. Next man has to come up. Um, the good thing is that, that, like you had mentioned earlier, we do have some good depth, man. I mean, Ike, you know, I don't even know when he's going to return. So I don't even know if we can even, even, I, even consider him. Yeah. That's the thing you mentioned the depth, but like the depth's injured. <laughs> A lot of our depth has been hurt. Uh, whether mm -hmm. that's been Tommy Doyle at points in times, like Butker at points in time. Yeah, you you got to lift uh, me up, bro. You, you got to lift I'm pretty me up. Sure, I'm pretty sure David Questenberry was out for a day. Uh, Greg Mance is out. Uh, you know, we got our quote unquote depth guys 
who might even be third stringers like Cody Ford and Bobby Hart on first team reps. If we, if we okay. have, oh my God, Bobby, that's going to be Bobby Hart playing. Okay. Rev, if you're sitting there on, if you're sitting there on your couch week one, I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> and you're looking like, you know how like they do like the, the player intros. Yeah. Yeah. You got Deion Dawkins, snowman university, and you see Cody Ford. And then Bobby Hart give their player intros. Well, what are you doing? I'm turning the game off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Get Josh out of there. Get him out of there. Throw Case Keenum in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even want to see it happen. I don't want to see it. We got we got turnstile Bobby in there. You know what I'm saying? And, and then we've got Cody Forge. It will be a if Bobby Hart's starting, we're throwing in Bobby Kamas at guard. Yeah, dude, yeah, throw That's Bobby the only Bobby I want to see. We'll we'll yeah. put both of our bobbies in there, but you know, yeah, but. yeah let, let them let them both get in there and do it. Maybe, maybe they they'll, they'll be better than, than Ford and Hart. Um, I don't want to see that app. I, I I thought about I had it I had it it popped in my head real quickly and I and I try to get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? But if that happens, oh my gosh! And then let's say let's say Spencer Brown is not ready. We got throwing uh, Questenberry. Or I don't think we. I, I wouldn't think Questenberry is as bad as having Ford and, and Hart in there, but. Yeah, but you know, him I mean, next, I mean him next to next to Bobby Hart. I mean, he's I, I don't know, man. Oh my gosh, that no, that's a duo of a lifetime. Yeah, so I'm saying it's gonna be it's gonna be disgusting. I don't even want I don't want to see. I'm throwing my mouth right now thinking about it. But let's just let's just hope. Let's just hope, man, that these guys can get back healthy uh, and, and fully healthy too, man. Because golly, man, this is this is gonna be gross. You know, we're like why? Like you know, what I'm saying like like again. Here here we go. Y'all remember that that DMX song? Uh, here we go again. Yeah, you, you, you probably don't remember it. Yeah, I know you probably never heard of it before in your life. Here we go again. Same old dog, just a different day. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man X. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace. Yo, yo, here we go again. Once again, the old line is holding the team back. You know what I'm saying? I know it's early. I know we've got a few more weeks left. And these guys, you know, maybe some miracles can happen and these guys can get back healthy before the before you know week one happens. I'm just trying to be as realistic as possible. Maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know, but I'm just I'm just a little nervous. I'm a little concerned. I don't but, blame you. Yeah, man. So uh, hey, hey, look, we, look, we we are an hour and fifteen in the game right now. We've got over a hundred in here rocking with us, man. We appreciate you guys so very much, man. And do me this favor, if you haven't done it right now, I don't know what what took you so long. Smash that like button. All right, smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. Subscribe. Where else are you going to get this kind of content, man? You know what I'm saying? Where else are you going to get this kind of content, this kind of energy, right? This type of this 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 type of analysis, this type of uh, buffoonery that happens, you know what I'm saying? Wi-Fi popping off. But it's okay. It's okay. Everything's going to happen. It, this is how – but you're not going to find it nowhere else, man. It's the Buffalo Fanatics, baby. It's the Buffalo Fanatics, and we're going to keep on moving. Uh, so, so man, I, before before we shut off, man, I, w- I wanted to talk about Ken Dorsey a little bit. I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit. Uh, some new wrinkles in the offense. Yo, I, yo, um, I, I seen and you know, I heard that that you had said that there was a sighting from a particular wide receiver. I don't know if you mentioned it when I was when I was off trying to trying to deal with my with my uh, Wi-Fi issues, man. But you had mentioned it. Uh, you, matter of fact, you, you talked about it on Twitter uh, that there was a wide receiver that that you saw that's you know maybe making some noise. Yeah, um, I mean, there's definitely a few receivers throughout camp that have been making noise, whether that's Isaiah McKenzie, and you always got your guys like Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs, a guy like Jameson Crowder coming back, first day at practice, making some noise. But the guy that I want to get into today is uh, Mr. Isaiah Hodgins, third-year receiver that we drafted in 2020 in the sixth round. Um, Isaiah Hodgins, 
the the big thing that I kind of took away from his game in day eight of training camp was just how comfortable he looked. And I know that he has been very good in training camp for two years consistently, but injuries have stopped him. And, you know, he really hasn't gotten on the field in the the regular season, but just watching Isaiah Hodgins, his soft hands, his ability to try to take contact, contact and go up field. His routes look a lot crisper than they did uh, in years past. He just looks like a more complete receiver. And I feel really comfortable with him. Obviously him having that six foot frame frame, six foot four frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is something that, you know, a few of the receivers on the bills roster currently do not have and a guy like Jake Kumro hasn't been practicing. And I think he's a player that can compete for the 53 man roster spot, but at the same time he hasn't practiced. And I know he's a great player on special teams, but if Isaiah Hodgins can show that he can be a competent enough receiver to maybe be that sixth or seventh receiver on the roster and yeah. play special teams, that could be a huge thing. Cause uh, another thing with Hodgins as well uh, in the two minute drill, with Case Keenum, he opened it up by having a nice little catch on a 15-yard uh, up and in. Uh, then he caught mm. that and had went upfield a little bit, ate some contact, and then he uh, capped it off with a touchdown on the two-minute two-minute drill drive as well. So that was very nice, and then he had a touchdown later in the day. But Isaiah Hodgins looked very solid, and he is a player that, you know, I wasn't, you know, super high on uh, going into that day in camp, but he's a player that I was looking around a little bit, uh, just because, you know, he's a yeah. player that a lot of Bills fans have some high hopes for. There's a lot of guys probably in the right. chat right now that are super high on Hodgins, maybe think he could be the fourth or fifth best receiver on this team if, he, you know, he got the chance to. But, you know, you got to you gotta stay healthy and you got to showcase it in pra- right. practice, right. you know, to get that chance. And I think he's doing that. Uh, and, he's, and he's healthy right now. So that's the first time he's been healthy in a long time. But, you know, you got to give Hodgins a chance, and I think he can uh, make this roster if he keeps it up. Yeah, because that's the only thing, man. He's he's been he's been buried, right? Because just because of injuries, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, I think last year he was healthy, but I mean, come on now. When you got Diggs Davis and then you got you bring in, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and then you had Cole Beasley, like that, it was it was just tough. It was tough. But I, but he 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 bring he brings a different he brings something different, you know, to 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 the to the wide receiver room. Um, and he brings he brings that size, right? He brings that size. He's got he's got some decent speed, I think, and he's got good hands. I know I know coming out of college, he had exceptional hands. Um, so like even, 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 um, uh, if I'm mistaken, I may have heard some things or, or may have, may have read some articles about, about him coming out of college that he was, he was like, like possibly even a, a better prospect than Gabe Davis, you know what I'm saying? Just, just coming out. Like, so I, I've always been a Hodgins guy, man. I've, I've wanted him to do well. Like, God, can you just, just get healthy, man? And stay healthy yeah. and prove what you can and just prove it. Just prove, prove who you are. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a, an up, a, an uphill battle for Hodgins, but, there, there's, I guess, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and it's a good thing that he's yeah. that he's starting to flash. You know, what I'm saying here, here in camp, and hopefully he's going to get his opportunity in preseason. You know, to really show what he can do and whether or not he earns um that 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 wide receiver spot. Do you, you do you see him like? Here's a question for you: How many how many wide receivers do you do you see us holding, keeping on to? Do you see us going six, so six seven, or you know, what I'm saying like like what, yeah. What so I think? haven't thought about that too much, just because I was letting that kind of you know filter out through camp. But if I had to make yeah. a prediction. I would think that the Bills would try to keep at least seven receivers. Uh, you know, I I think they should keep at least seven because I think there's legit five guys who are locks for this roster. Um, okay. That's Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, Jameson Crowder, and Khalil Shakir. I think those are five guys that will make the roster. Uh, but then you look at that roster and then, 
you have a guy like Stefan Diggs, who isn't the biggest receiver in the world, but he's the all-around technical route runner. Uh, just your 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 number one guy. You got Gabe Davis, who you know went from two ten to two twenty seven this year, adding mm-hmm. seventeen pounds of pure muscle to his body frame. So he's more of a physically dominant receiver. Um, and then you got Isaiah McKenzie, your do it all slot receiver, can you know still play that gadget role, but he's most likely going to take a full workload if he keeps it up in camp. Yeah. Isaiah McKenzie's your slot guy, your speed threat. Um, and then you have you know Kalil Shakir, who's a young rookie that has a lot of promise to his game, probably the best after the catch receiver on the team. And then you got Jameson Crowder, who's another slot receiver. Um, so, the, you know, I mean, I know Shakir uh, can play outside, and I believe Crowder can a little bit too, and same with McKenzie. But, you know, those are three guys that kind of dominate in the slot. So mm-hmm. then you're kind of looking at maybe, you know, that sixth and seventh spot, maybe potentially with, for outside guys. And, you know, I mean, that could be a guy like Jake Kumro. Right, right. Jake Kumaro could be your guy, and you know Hodgins can maybe be that seventh receiver. Uh, Marcus Stevenson still has a shot. Uh, he's a legit deep threat, uh, but he probably would be one of the odd men out. Uh, but you know, there's just still a few receivers that still can make the roster. I mean, the Bills could also carry three tight ends as well. Tommy Sweeney's looks solid in camp. Uh, they definitely want to keep OJ Howard, and you know, obviously yeah, Dawson yeah, Knox. Dawson Knox is a, a legit lock for this roster too, and then running backs. They'll end up probably keeping three in that uh, plus uh, Taiwan Jones is technically four and then Reggie Gilliam. So you got to really start breaking it down when you're looking at the 53 man roster. And I think that could be something we get into maybe in, in a couple of episodes. Yeah. Is, you know, now there's somebody. Breaking down. Yeah. Now break, just breaking down the roster by, by position. Right now. Now there's, there's a guy that you that you didn't miss that you didn't mention in the wide receiver room. You know what I'm saying? And, and that was Tavon Austin. Yeah, that was Tavon Austin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What I, do, you, what I, do you do? You think he makes it or what? So uh, before I get on that, I thought hot or I uh, Tavon Austin was an interesting signing. Obviously, Tavon mm-hmm. Austin was an electrifying player in college. Anyone who hasn't watched the Tavon Austin mixtape mix is just missing out. Uh, Tavon Austin is an electrifying player, and I noticed one thing at camp. He ran a hitch route, or about yeah, about a ten yard uh, comeback hitch. And I'm trying to remember who was covering it, but he just caught that ball and just turned up field quickly that that was that was nice just showing that turnaround ability and showing a little bit of yak so that could be you know he could be a play he could be a play to make the roster i don't think he will make the roster he would have to dominate in the return scene uh Mm -hmm. and he, he potentially could um he would be going up against guys um like more more likely than not like marquez stevenson Duke Johnson got a few reps at returner. Right, right. Kalil Shakir. That, yeah. um, so he'll be going up against, and even McKenzie still got reps, but I think McKenzie's mm-hmm. going to kind of fade out of the return. Right, role. right. As, as I don't think should. they're going <laughs> to. Yeah, no, he, yeah. he definitely deserves it. So, you know, that's just what I think with uh, Tavon Austin. I think he can make the roster. I just don't think it's highly likely he does. So, so where do you see? I like Walter comes in and you know, he, he says, yo, Hodgins seems like a red zone specialist type of player. I'm not sure how he fits besides that, though. Um, I mean, a guy, what what is he like? Six four, six five? Yeah, you know, he's six foot four. I'm not exactly not exactly sure how much he weighs off the top of my head, but yeah. Um Isaiah Hodgins definitely is one of the bigger bodied receivers on this roster. Yeah. And when you're breaking it down it like that, um, Gabe Davis has been, you know, a red zone threat for mm-hmm. us over the past few seasons. But in with Gabe Davis, you know, taking a bigger role in this offense, him being down the depth chart and teams not really having to game plan him, 
you know, game planning for him as much could, you know, kind of limit Gabe Davis in the red zone. He probably won't be as dominant. He'll probably see a little bit of touchdown reduction. He's mm-hmm. not going to be scoring four touchdowns in a game like he did against, against the Chiefs. Right. Uh, defenses are going to start manning up on Gabe Davis a lot more. So if Hodgins makes the roster, maybe Hodgins kind of turns into that Gabe Davis type of player where he comes in and he just kind of rolls off the line. He rolls out, mm-hmm. just kind of gets behind a couple def- defenders and scores right. some touchdowns. That's the type of role Isaiah Hodgins probably could, you know, play. Um, like Bobby mentions here, like he's a sneaky good route runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like Hodgins really is a solid route route runner. He's not too big framed where he can't, you know, run crisp routes. Mm-hmm. He's got a little he's he's a, I think he's a little thinner than Gabe Davis. Yeah, he's thinner, man. He's, what I, he's maybe maybe yeah. two fifteen at, at the most, I think. Yeah, so you know he's definitely a, a crispy route runner, and he does his thing in the route running department. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins definitely could have a, an impactful role on this team this year. Uh, I think that he can make the roster at the sixth or seventh spot. I see it more as the seventh because I probably would see that the Bills keep Jake Kumaro, uh, mm-hmm. just because he has been around here for a little bit and he's a player that the Bills like. Uh, so I mean, as of right now, my projected receiving room for the Bills would probably be as of right now, uh, Diggs, Davis. Shakir McKenzie, uh, Crowder, Kumro, and Hodgins with the potentials of maybe Stevenson and Austin. Do you see us carrying three slot receivers in McKenzie, Shakir, and Crowder? Um, yes, with the ability that some of the guys can play outside because a big emphasis in the Bills, um, you know, offensive lookout this year is getting more yak, getting more playmakers on the field. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know he's not a slot receiver, but I'm throwing him in there just for the purpose of this conversation. Mm-hmm. James Cook, he's a guy who's going to play in the slot a right. lot. So you right. got four guys that can play in the slot, and that's a lot of versatility. And I know these guys can play outside as well. So Ken Dorsey's going to have a lot on his plate. Even Stefan Diggs can play in the slot. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I mean, I was, oh, man, I love Diggs in the slot, dude. Yeah, he's such a fantastic route runner. Yes. Why not match him up against some of the weaker nickel corners in the game? Right. But, you know, overall, like, why not have that versatility – on your offense. And I get it. Uh, some of these, they're not going to just, you know, play primarily the slot. Uh, Crowder and Shakir might go outside. McKenzie might go outside. I mean, we saw times last year where uh, Cole Beasley was in the slot and McKenzie was outside. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just how it is once in a while. Uh, but that can also, you know, confuse the defense. You can motion these guys in and out. You can get creative on offense, but I think that will be, uh, you know, be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, and and uh, here's here's I found a little, this is something you know about Hodgins. Can you guys see that? Just check check this out. This, so this is, yep. this is some some highlights of him uh, coming out of Oregon State. I mean, the guy. Let me see if I can blow this up for you guys. Um, the dude like. Let me let me play that all the way back. There he is. There we go. Check this out, man. At the top of the screen. That's money. Those hands, man, like, like like that's, and I know that's one thing that that coming out of of of, uh, of college, man, he was he was so heavily touted, man, for was having elite hands, and um, and even like you had mentioned, like Bobby had mentioned, you had mentioned too, man, a sneaky good route runner, the guy. Uh, when you look at his at his at his scouting profile, man, he's it says he you know this guy can run a full route tree. He can run a full route tree coming out. He's about six four two ten, but man, like like that's 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 potential right there. You see what I'm saying? Like, like that's the kind of stuff that, that you want to see and what you expect 
um, to see, you know, out of a guy like that. And he just, he just been unfortunate, man. He did, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy, but coming out of college, man, he arguably, this, this, this is what this says on, you know, bleacher report. They had, a, you know, there's a scouting report on him, you know, arguably the best hands in the draft class, few drops over the last three seasons, uses strong hands to make contested catches, has good size and big catch radius, flexible enough to adjust the balls in the air, shows good body control, has a big full route tree and shouldn't struggle to pick up an NFL system acrobatic receiver who will sell out to make the tough grab over the middle or over his head i mean so we, we see that we see that happening you know what i'm saying just just in those clips it so the so the profile you know what i'm saying matches a film it's just now is he gonna is he gonna be able to stay healthy enough to get on the field and compete and, and i want nothing nothing more than than for him to 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 have the opportunity you know and and uh, to prove himself which i think he's gonna have he's gonna have that uh, but like you had mentioned, it's, I think it's going to boil down to 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 special teams, man. Like is like is he is he playing? Is he even playing teams right now? Is he is he uh, getting any reps on, on on teams? I'm not too sure. But yeah, I, I mean, it's been kind of like cut and dry what they've been doing with uh with special teams. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I I mean, I'm going to camp tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to camp tomorrow, and I'll and if Rico goes live tomorrow, I'll most likely hop on with him, uh, like I did yesterday, mm -hmm. and uh, you know break it down and uh, give more insight on camp. But I mean, I, I would specify that he would be any depth receiver that is looking to make the roster. McDermott kind of takes them and tries them out at special teams. Yeah. 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 We'll see, man. I, I, like I said, I, I like Hodgins coming out. Um, I want the best for him. Um, it, it would be, it would be great. It would be great for the bills. It'd be great for, for Brandon Bean, right? I mean, for, for him to finally, you know, uh, get healthy and, and make the squad. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely interested in, we're going to talk about that, you know, um, as the weeks go by about, about, you know how many guys we we see them carrying on the roster at the wide receiver position, and uh, does you know the addition of OJ Howard and, and and even James Cook with you know with uh, uh, Zach Moss, does it does it make certain positions you know um, expendable you know where we don't have to carry as many at a certain position as we have before yeah. in the past you know so that that's going to be interesting to take a look at too and so that's why I can't wait for preseason to see what's going to happen not for the not necessarily for the stars I, I want to see these depth guys you know. Get some yeah, time, no, for sure. Especially, especially these bottom of the roster guys, like we mentioned, Hodgins and Kumaro. I want to see how they how they fit um, in the offense um, with with Ken Dorsey, man. So that that's good. That that's good. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, man. Evan, you so so you're gonna be out there tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'll be out there tomorrow, and I'll be there. I'll be at the uh, Bills Red versus Blue training camp scrimmage Friday at home. There we go. There we go. That's gonna and be I'll dope, Michael man. the seventh too. Yeah. Okay. Man, get, get, hey, hey, get out there, brother. Uh, put all put all the content that you that that, that you that you can uh, put out oh, man, yeah. for these for these fan sites out here. Yeah, no, yeah, after the fan sites. Speaking yeah. of the fan site, um, I will be probably most likely running the BF fan site Twitter on uh yeah tomorrow. So if you guys want to go check that out, follow the BF Twitter. I'll be throwing up um just things all day, small clipped videos of the players, uh, tweets about what I my observations at camp, uh, and then. Most likely, I'll I'll throw up another breakdown tomorrow of camp, and I'll probably be on Rico as well. So, like, just stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of content, you know, with the guys that we got on the content squad and the article squads. It's just going to be uh, huge throughout camp and preseason. Everyone here is uh, doing it very well, and it's uh, it's fun to be a part of. Absolutely. So, you guys, do us that favor, man. Stay locked and loaded, man. Stay locked and loaded to the Buffalo Fanatics. I'm telling you, man. The closer we get to the season. It's, it's gonna pop off, and you don't want to miss anything. And the Buffalo Fanatics, man, we we've got you covered. All the Bills content that you could possibly digest is gonna be here for you. The closer and closer we get 
to the regular season. My man Ev is going to be there at camp, you know, dropping it. You know, you may, you may see Zebot. There may be a Zebot appearance. You know what I'm saying? There may be a Zebot side, and you never know. He may show up. You never up. know, man. You never know, man. And, and then, so, so we're, so we're going to see. Uh, but you just keep it locked right here. The best network bringing you nothing but the best and Bill's content that you could ever imagine. It's the Buffalo Fanatics, man. You already know what it is, man. But, yo, we are an hour and 30 in. That's our time, ladies and gentlemen. That's our time. We appreciate you so very much for tuning into the Buffalo Fanatics. As you walk out these, as you as as you as you close your 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 screens and all that kind of stuff, make sure, man, you you be true to one another. Make sure you, you keep you keep love first, man. Make sure you love one another. Uh, and, and let's 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 just keep it moving. Let's keep the energy going as we go into the regular season. Forget all these haters. Forget all these folks talking. Let them yap it, yap yap yap. I gave them too much time, you know, on this show, but I'm gonna let them have it. Forget all that. We're we going to see him week, what, three, four? The Dolphins, I ain't concerned about it. I ain't concerned about it. The Bills are the Bills. The Bills are predicted to be who they are because of a re- – I mean, it's for a reason, right? We are that team. Don't be afraid of it. Be, no, embrace it. Yes, Don, Donut, smash that like on the way out. Smash that like on the way out. And you already know what time it is. Keep it locked right here on the Buffalo Fanatics for the rest of the week. You may see my man Rico. I don't know if he's going to pop on tomorrow. I know he's. I think he's not going to be. Uh, I don't think he's. He's going to have a show Friday, but he may come on tomorrow night. Uh, I'm not too sure, but you just make sure that you don't go anywhere. All right, and we will see you again. Same bad channel, same bad place. Evan, let everybody know where they can follow you, man. Uh, yeah, you guys can ke- check me out on Twitter at uh, Evan H seven one six Instagram at Evan Harrington underscore 63. And uh, if any of you guys are TikTok users want to follow the TikTok, that's at NFL Analyst. Uh, yeah, those are the socials. There you go, baby. There you go. And that's our time, man. And if you want to follow me, you want to follow me, follow me, man, on Twitter, at Raider Rev. Follow me on Instagram, at Raider Rev. You know what I'm saying? Even on Facebook, if you got to do Facebook, at Rated Rev. We're here. We, we, He's we just Rated bring Rev it. everywhere, man. Rated Rev everywhere. Rated Rev everywhere. That, that, that's And this is how we're going to do it, man. It's all about the Buffalo Bills, man. We love you guys so very much, man. Go Bills, as Zach Vaughn said. Go Bills. Yo, I got to play my music. I got to play my music as we get ready to pop out. Okay? Y'all ready for it? Here we go. Oh, man, I, I got it. I got it muted. Come on, man. What's wrong with me? Yeah, baby. Hear that. Next God bless and go Bills. We out of here. And I'm like Z-Bot. Let me find my banner. Go Bills, people. We out of here. being upsold at gyms. 
My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.